Here is Education Newscast with episode number 92 in June 2020 with another English edition. And in this podcast, yeah, usually we talk about digital learning, digital learning experience, new ways of learning and learning yeah, in special times with special challenges such as digitization and digitization of learning or the current situation that we are facing uh, in times of a virus pandemic. So um, a lot of exciting and interesting topics that we have. And today's topic is about journeys in this digital learning universe, uh, which may, yeah, to go to best uh, to learn the right things. We want to give you some insights how SAP guides uh, the learners through this jungle of content out there. So today I'm very happy to welcome uh, another teammate of mine's, uh, mine, Barbara Dürrenbach from Galway in Ireland. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Christoph. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. And um, before you can introduce yourself, let's have a quick weather chat between Galway and Hamburg, as we do in most of our meetings that we have, just to see how the weather will be in one or two days here in northern Germany as well. Well, today, Christoph, um, well, we promise sunshine uh, later on, but right now it's a bit overcast, gray clouds, a bit windy. But we're supposed to have sunshine later on this afternoon. Well, it's not super warm. It's about 14 degrees so and a bit windy, a kind of northerly breeze, which makes it feel cooler. So <laughs> I wouldn't plan the barbecue for the weekend. Okay, okay. Yeah, not that good news. However, today <laughs> here it's gray, cloudy and raining. Uh, yesterday it was pretty warm, today a little bit colder, but um, yeah, looking forward for some sunshine that you promised, right? <laughs> yeah, they promised it for us too, so, you know. Sounds good. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, we, we, we do this um, always in, in our meetings um, because we made the experience that um, in, in many cases it's, it seemed to be true that what uh, if the weather comes from the West, uh, we just have to wait one or two days and then we have a similar situation here in northern Germany. Um, but we don't want to talk too much today about the weather uh, or ourselves, but we, um, you should uh, start talking about yourself. So, Barbara, um, maybe you can give a short introduction uh, of yourself and what has been your journey so far. Sure. Um, so, I'm originally from France. Um, I am from the northeast of France, uh, the region called Alsace, which is why I have a German-sounding surname. Um, I moved to Ireland over 20 years ago. Um, I, I was destined to be a teacher, actually. I, was, uh, I got qualified as a teacher in France to teach English to, to teenagers um, around, yeah, from about 14 to 18, the, the last years of, of uh, school in France. And as part, I was studying English and... and um, I'm being planning to be teaching English. As a result of that, I got the opportunity to do an Erasmus year for my master's year in, in Cork, in the south of, uh, of Ireland. 
And I spent a really good year uh, in Cork. I met a lot of nice people and uh, also felt really at home in Ireland. And when I went back to France, I realized that maybe teaching wasn't really what I wanted to do, but also that maybe living in France wasn't what I wanted to do. So I finished my year to qualify as a teacher to have at least that in my back pocket and then came over to Ireland to to find a job. Um, initially, I had a job. I was teach a French assistant teacher in a secondary school here, which is helping the main teacher to teach French to, same thing, teenagers, representing French culture, French uh, history, French, you know, a bit of pro providing the Frenchness um, to the students and making it a bit more real and concrete and a little bit more informal than, than a teacher. And I did that for a year, which was a way to kind of bounce here and arrive here with a job. And then I started working in, in IT companies, uh, initially using my, my languages, my French, as in support roles. Um, and I joined SAP about 17 years ago. Same thing wow. in, a, in, a, in a support role using French supporting customers of the Business One product. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that for, for three years. Um, but I also I had a double role. I was a trainer as well because of my teaching background. Uh, they were looking for somebody to organize training, but also to deliver the training because the, the support center was, was expanding and they were hiring new people. And I was lucky I got to train people in Galway, but I also got to go to, to Israel to be trained as a trainer because that's where the, the product uh, management team was based. Uh, I also got to go to India and China to, to train the new people that were starting there. Um, and yeah, and then I joined the current uh, KTNE organization about, yeah, uh, about, yeah, for about 14 years ago now. And I have different roles, uh, had different roles in the, in the last year, uh, starting with organizing training and then moving more into, into a project manager. And now today being the Learning Journey product owner uh, for, for the last three years or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's quite an interesting journey that you, you had there, not only within uh, SAP, and you seem to be a, a real learning pro, so that's great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, it shows that you are the right person to, to talk about um, learning journeys. Um, learning journeys or journeys uh, sounds, first of all, uh, pretty nice, um, but um, there could be a lot of uh, interpretation what it really means. Um, mm -hmm. We can all imagine a journey. I think that's something positive usually um, and um, can you maybe introduce a little bit uh, to our audience what are learning journeys um, what's the concept behind and um, since when do we have them and where okay uh, the learning journeys we kind of came up with the concept um, in, in at the end of 2015 2016 um, And what they are is a is a visual guide uh, in uh, based on a product and a role. Uh, so if you're interested in Business One as a consultant, or S for Hana Finance as a as a consultant as well, or SAP Hana as a developer, you can find a learning journey. And they're a visual guide in the sense that they guide you through all the multiple offering that we have for the product and for the role. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, 
as a result, it structures the different offerings that we have. And we have them structured uh, in four scenarios because we identified that as a learner, when you need to find out about a product, you have kind of four scenarios. You just want to get a basic understanding of the product. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have to start with an overview product uh, scenario or you're interested in becoming certified and you want to find out which courses do you need to do and which certification you need to do to be certified in a specific role and product. Um, and that's to become competent scenario that we've added in there. And then once you have your certification, you need to keep it current. You need to learn about the Delta because some solution, the cloud solutions, have a release every quarter. So every quarter you have new features, new functions. So you need to keep up to date with that. And that's why you have the stay current scenario. And there you can find the courses that gives you that Delta. And you also have the expand your skills. So sometimes uh, you have uh, additional information, additional skills, additional area that support the main topic of the learning journey that are interesting to dive into and can expand your skills on that topic. And that's why we have to expand your skills scenarios. So we really looked at the four situations that you have, these four situations that we identified. And sometimes you just want to get start with an overview uh, content and just want to learn about the basics of the product and that's all you do. You We call it a journey but and this visual structure shows you the four scenarios but you we don't expect everybody to go through all the scenarios. Sometimes you do to become competent and you don't come back to the learning journey until the next sticker and content comes back and then you is released and then you go back to the learning journey and and, and consume the content uh, because that's what the learning journey do. It shows you the different offerings that you need to, to do to achieve your learning goal. And it allows you to access the content as well mm -hmm. when it's combined uh, with a Learning Hub subscription for the Learning Hub content. But we also include um, uh, free content like OpenSAP that you can consume then without any subscription. And that's the other aspect of the learning journeys is that um, you have... Multiple platforms, uh, OpenSAP, Learning Hub, you have information on the help portal. And the learning journey structures all this in these four scenarios. And we bring the key learning activities for you. And we provide you that guidance through the different offerings to achieve your goal, no matter where the content is stored. So you can it can be Learning Hub, it can be OpenSAP, it can be a video on YouTube, it can be a blog. We just bring it all together so that you know, looking at the learning journey, right, this is S4HANA development. Uh, these are the two courses that I need to do for becoming competent or starting with an overview, or this is the three or four courses that I need to do to get to the certification. So it's really streamlining the view and providing a structure to the learners uh, to the SAP learners to find what they need to do, what they should be doing to achieve their learning goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this leads to immediately to my next question. Um, I wanted to ask um, why we introduced the learning journeys, but maybe first for, for our listeners who are not that familiar with, with our learning platforms, you mentioned the SAP Learning Hub, which is our, um, yeah, most um, complete and most comprehensive uh, platform for digital learning and we have a, a 
for free edition and we have professional editions um, where users and customers can subscribe to. And Open SAP, you mentioned it, is um, um, completely for free open um, offering for um, not only podcasts as ours, but also uh, mainly for so-called MOOCs, massive open online courses, where people can learn about different um, SAP topics in different levels of depth, and um, but also more general um, topics like the thought leader courses they offer. And they have micro-learnings as well. So um, we have different platforms um, where we offer digital learning. And um, then as well um, in uh, the help portal you mentioned where you find all the documentation and, and help content that is uh, available so, um, and you, you, you combine all these different sources and can, yeah, include uh, even others like you mentioned it, YouTube. But, um, um, and, and also, sorry to interrupt, yeah. we also, it's not only digital learning, we also include the mm -hmm. classrooms. Ah, so, okay. you have, uh, if you have a course that exists as a digital offering in the learning hub, as an e learning, But also as a classroom in the learning journey, you can view that as well. And then you're redirected to saptraining.com, which is the platform where you find all the, the classroom and instructor-led uh, offerings mm -hmm. as well. Okay, so it's, it's really, for me, it, it sounds like an, a center where everything can come together related to one topic. But um, before we, we um, maybe go deeper into examples, um, Why did we um, introduce learning journeys, or what was the the initial trigger to, or the need to to invent something like this? Well, I think you mentioned some of the reasons already a little bit um, by touching on the fact that we have multiple learning platforms and, and learning repositories, um, and it's uh, you know you have the free offering, we have the the, the premium offerings, you have. Uh, the documentation on the help portal. So you have a ver variety of offerings and that can be a bit confusing for, for learners. Uh, you also have a lot of courses for a specific product and you, the feedback we were getting. And that's uh, the, the key thing as well is that we based this concept after collecting feedback on customers and really seeing what their pain point was. And one of the pain points was that there's so many courses for S4HANA Cloud uh, Finance or uh, our sales that they don't really know where to start uh, and they're missing this guidance. And also sometimes you have multiple content version. As I said, you have the training version, you have the e-learning um, you have uh, a, also multiple uh, languages. You have the different releases. You know, you have release 2002, 2005. It's, it's really a, a, a jumble of offerings. Uh, I think you used that term earlier. Um, and it's kind of hard from a learner. And that's really to, to really identify what, where do we start? What should I do next? Um, and that's what we did with the learning journeys. We did a simple design of, of four, bran four branches, four scenarios, and each of one, each of them has a card, a tile, uh, where you can see what the offerings are and what you should be doing. And you can see the, the progression that leads you to the certification to just leads you to consuming the content. And it's really that were the kind of the four 
pain points that we have was was really uh, that there's so many different places, courses, versions, content that they didn't really know where to start. And with the guidance that they get from the learning journeys, we try to answer that and that those pain points. Mm -hmm. And um, now we, we looked at the what and the why, and um, maybe you can also tell us a little bit about uh, the how. So you already outlined um, how such a learning journey um, is visually structured, but how um, can users access and where can users access such a learning journey and where do they find it? So... If you're a Learning Hub user, uh, in the Learning Hub, you have um, a, a tab that says Learning Journey, uh, and or you can access, uh, you have different entry points in the Learning Hub uh, where you can see then the full list of all the learning journeys that we have. And there you can access the Learning Hub content uh, directly uh, and smoothly from the learning journey itself. Um, if you're not a Learning Hub uh, subscriber, you can still find the learning journeys uh, because, as I said, there's free content that you can consume. Uh, open SAP content is in, often under expand your skills or start with an overview. So you can consume that content or help portal content as well. So you can find them on the, the help portal. If you go onto, that, uh, onto the starting page of the help portal, Uh, you have a, a, an entry point for learning journeys. Uh, if not, just do a Google search for SAP learning journeys, and then you will find uh, the result. Uh, and uh, uh, as a search result, you will find an entry to the learning journeys. And then you have a full list. We have around 200 uh, something learning journeys. Uh, we don't have one for every product, uh, that's for sure, because SAP has a lot of products. But we have really the key, the key big products that SAP covers. Um, and there you have on the list uh, of learning journeys, you can filter true product categories, true roles and find the right learning journeys or you have a search field and really help you find the right learning journey. We also embedded them in, uh, in the SAP.com product pages. Uh, you know, if you search, if you go on the page for SAP Lumira or um, S4HANA Cloud, you will find the link to the learning journeys there that are specific to that product. And we did the same. The, the help portal has specific product pages for every product. And in there, we've, we've embedded the learning journeys if they exist for that specific product as well. So you have different mm -hmm. uh, access points. Yeah. yeah in the public learning journeys, you... you mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, Christoph. Yeah, we will definitely link um, all these um, things in the, in the show notes. Yeah. Please go ahead. Yeah. In the public learning journeys, uh, you can view, like I said, everything that's free. You can access everything that's free, but you also get information as to which uh, subscription would make sense. Learning Hub subscription would make sense for mm -hmm. you to, to get if you want to consume the content that's in a specific learning journey. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, now that we really learned what it's all about, um, but uh, did you as well get already feedback from um, the learners, so your customers, um, the users of learning journeys. Um, does the concept work? Um, if so, um, it's, it's fine. Um, nevertheless, if, I think there, there are also some, some problems around or ideas um, to improve it. Um, 
So uh, what's the feedback? What do the learners think about it? Uh, well, we introduced a, a customer experience survey at the end of August last year, which is a basic thumbs up and thumbs down survey that you have at the end of every learning journey. Mm -hmm. And um, and if you give a thumbs up, you can give uh, additional comments. If you have a thumbs down, you can you have a couple of additional questions. And we try to figure out our, whether it's the content quality, the content relevance, or the experience that are the issue that why you're not happy. And you can also give additional comments. And so we introduced that at the end of August, and we have a good level of responses. We have between five and 700 uh, responses every month. And we we get, we have a good percentage of thumbs up. We have an average of eighty nine percent thumbs up. Uh, it goes up and down a little bit every month, but since the, if we take the overall average, it's eighty nine percent. So that shows that it's 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 quite positive. They've been very well welcomed. Um, last year we had nearly three, over three point six million page views, so they're quite popular as well. Can we always do more? We can promote them more for sure. Um, and we can improve them as well. We we have good feedback. We can see some of the detailed feedback from, from customers where they like the simple design, this nice structure, the fact that it's organized, the fact that they get the guidance. We had a nice feedback from a, cost, uh, a partner who said he was just back uh, su uh, you know, supporting SAP uh, products and S4HANA. And that's the learning journey was really helping him getting back into understanding the product and understanding what SAP offers. Um, so we have really good feedback. Uh, we have some things that are negative. I know they're not perfect and I'll never say that they are perfect. Uh, we know that we can always improve on maybe having um, the content, maybe uh, less content, more content. We know we have uh, a request that comes uh, often as well is about uh, offering the, the content in different languages and the, and the UI, the whole experience in different languages, which is something we, we are looking at um, to be able to offer the learning journeys uh, in French and the content in French if you if you so, if you decide to do that as a user. Mm -hmm. um, we also know that uh, we want to make things a little bit more personalized so that um, you can uh, you can already uh, in the learning journeys uh, in the help portal you can um, you can set uh, on a tile whether you have done this already, whether you want to skip this course that's reflected there and you can customize a little bit or personalize the learning journey a little bit more to your needs. The next step is if, for instance, if you're a learning hub user, if you have started an e-learning, that it shows that you started that e-learning or if you completed it, that it's completed. So you, we know that from a personalization to make it more personalized to you as a user so you can see what you've done or not done. And that's something we want to do. But overall, the feedback is 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 very good. Um, but we're not resting on our laurels. We know we we can always bring new new innovations, new features into the learning journeys, and we have to um, to keep them, you know, on uh, innovative and and appealing to to our customers and and partners. So, um, Barbara, now you you gave a great overview 
on um, yeah, what are these learning journeys. And um, as the two of us are in this um, learning experience and design team, how would you see the, the importance or the, the benefit of learning journeys in an overall digital learning experience? Is this um, some uh, central point or, or just one tiny little uh, feature or a brick in, in a bigger wall? So how would you judge um, the, the importance for a good learning experience? I think it's, it's, it's a key element of the learning experience uh, for a partner and customer. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the layer that provides the guidance. Uh, it really brings the structure into all the offerings that we have at SAP, and we have a lot. And so I, I really see it as a key element uh, of the overall learning experience. And I'm not only saying this, I know I'm saying this because I'm the product owner of the learning journeys, but I really can see the benefits. And I've yeah. seen the benefits and the feedback from from the users that they really like this, this structure. We have a lot of offerings, a lot of content in our catalogs, um, and it's too much. It's overwhelming. And to have this streamlined view and guidance Uh, and this visualization where you can really see, okay, especially if you bring these personalization features in where you can really see, I've done this, I can move on to the next things. It will make the whole experience much easier. You know where to start, you know what to continue, you know what's relevant, you know what's uh, for you to do. Um, you know, we, we want to, we are looking at maybe making recommendations based on what you've done, what could be the next learning journey that you that you do if you've done two courses in a specific that are in a specific learning journey, hmm. you could be recommended a learning journey as well. So you see the full picture and the potential that you have. If you were doing maybe one or two more courses, you could do the certification. So it's it's really, a, I think it has really the core role in the overall experience uh, that we want to give to, to SAP users. Hmm. Yeah, to summarize, um, I would, totally agree um, that it's a, a central part of a good learning experience, um, essentially not leaving your learners alone in this jungle of content is, uh, I think, obviously the the first point in a, in a good learning experience. So, Barbara, um, uh, until here, uh, thank you so much for um, giving us a little journey through the learning journeys. But um, I would also be interested in, in some, some personal points um, and, and views from yourself. So um, uh, can you maybe, um, and we asked this many of our interviewees, um, could you maybe um, uh, talk a little bit about one of your uh, greatest learning experiences that you had? Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think I'll have to go back way, 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 way back in my little learner life. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I was, uh, when I was in France, and I would have been around 10, 12 max, uh, yeah, around that age, uh, I remember a history teacher, and um, he always made his classes really interactive. And the one class I really remember to this day, and it's quite a few years ago now, um, is when he, we were talking about Egypt and the Egyptians and how they were mummifying their, their pharaohs 
And I remember he just grabbed of one of the students and put it, let him lying on his on the desk, on the teacher desk, and just, Ooh. yeah, just kind of made it look like, okay, this is what would happen. He would cut it from here to here. He would open it up. He would stuff with whatever. Don't really remember the details, but I just remember thinking, this is what I really like as you know as a learning experience. Show it to me. Um, it's it instead of reading from a piece of paper or from a book it really showed us it was like the 1980s augmented reality version maybe <laughs> uh, uh of of learning but it it really stayed with me as you know as a uh, as a really a great way of of learning and showing to, uh, mm. to pupils and making it more concrete and more entertaining as well than reading from a book or just talking about it in in terms that we would have understood, but which definitely would not have stayed with me for so long. Cool. But your your uh, fellow student didn't end up as a mummy in the corner of your classroom? Finally. No, he, he didn't. No, he's, <laughs> okay, as far as I know, survived. he's still alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, that, that's really a nice experience. And it shows something that I have also very often in mind a uh, learning experience is really not a digital um, term or a digital thing it's really something that a teacher in in school can create in in how um, yeah the, how teaching things and how the environment looks like the room uh, where all the teaching happens so a learning experience is really something beyond the digital um But Barbara, do do when you personally learn, and I'm I'm pretty sure you you do. Um, how do you learn, and do you have some learn hacks or or special ideas how you um, jump into a new topic, for example? Hmm. I think it really depends. It's it's kind of a bit of a yeah. It depends. Uh, I think what I like is talking to people. Um, so if I'm looking for, uh, at a new topic that I need to understand, I try to find the expert and, and talk to them directly. I think uh, a conversation, yeah. you learn sometimes more from a conversation than, than you can read it from a book, but I have, or from a, maybe watch a video might help as well. But I find you, you remember, I remember conversations more than, uh, reading from, uh, or watching an e-learning or a video. Uh, or reading a blog, um, for me, finding the expert and talking to people is a key thing. Maybe it's also because of the fact that I do spend a lot of my time on the phone mm. talking to my teams are mostly based uh, in different location. So I kind of have that autom automatic response of, okay, let's talk to people, let's find them uh, instead of, of sending an email or, or and, and talk to and, and get really the information straight up. So for me is. Uh, finding the expert is and, and talking to the expert is really the best way of learning. If mm. you can't do that, then definitely, you know, you have your e-learnings and your videos that can really help you for processes, step-by-step -step explanations and stuff like that. So that would be kind of my fallback plan. Uh, and would be more than visual and, and videos would really help me and e-learnings would help me more than reading off, uh, reading an e-book, for instance, or a blog. Mm. Yeah, so we, we could from here jump into the social learning topic again, but this is for, for another time. Um, mm -hmm. Finally, uh, Barbara, do you have any recommendations of nice books and 
blogs if you uh, read some in in the context um, of learning or about learning or podcasts or videos uh, you mean apart from your education newscast uh, podcast series yeah yeah of course <laughs> there, there, there must be others <laughs> um it depends um It depends what I want to learn, what situation. I think the learning is a little bit situational for me. If there, are, um, I like listening to podcasts uh, when I go for a walk. It distracts me from the fact that I'm walking. Um, so I found a nice podcast that's called uh, Stuff You Should Know as well. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff, stuff You Should Know. And it's... it's um, It's very varied. It's historical topics. It's science a little bit. It's kind of trivial topics like why do you yawn? And it's just explaining and going over it. And uh, they're about an hour long or half an hour. They have short ones as well. But I find them really distracting. And, and the, two, the two hosts are quite casual. And they do go sometimes into side stories. But they're they're entertaining. They're, they're funny. And they make funny comments as well. They don't claim to be experts, but they're there. I, I like their style and I like that as a distraction. So it's more in the distraction type of situation. Um, yeah, that, that's one podcast and mm -hmm. that I really like. And yeah, I do listen to your podcast. I think they're really good. And from around, you know, everything around learning, about staying up to date and understanding what other people are thinking and kind of vetting your own opinions, I think it kind of really helps as well. And it's hmm. nice that we add more and more English ones as well. So that's that's quite helpful too. Yeah, that's something we are definitely working at, and we, we want to um, we want to ship our podcast as an as an English channel as well, so that all the people interested in these topics we are talking about can just then in the future subscribe to our English channel. That you you are not. Um, bored with German if you don't speak German then it makes no sense and um, Thomas and myself we, we definitely want to um, make more sessions in English as well so Barbara let me thank you so much for having you it was really great you gave a, a great insight into what learning journeys are what they are good for and um, what feedback we received and and more to come of course so thanks a lot for that thank you thank you for for having me and thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about learning journeys uh, it's uh, it's it's been very it's been a good experience thank you yeah um, you're welcome and um, yeah for our listeners this has been episode um, number 92 we are going towards uh, the first 100 that's uh, really one goal we wanted to achieve there um, but we will um, uh, of course continue this podcast and um, if you are interested in approaching us and giving feedback or discuss some topics with us just um, go to twitter or to um, LinkedIn and you find Thomas Jenewein or myself Christoph Hafner there. In the future we are planning as well to have a discussion section um, on our homepage on OpenSAP where you find uh, this podcast and um, many more uh, meanwhile. So we are um, working um, yeah, on the, the podcast portfolio constantly and we have a lot of colleagues who share knowledge there in different podcasts so that's really um, worth looking at if you are interested in 
either SAP topics or in general digital topics, um, both uh, are covered there. Um, so you are really invited to join us. Uh, as usual, we will try to um, put the most important links of this episode in our show notes. And um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy to um, come back to you in English uh, soon as well. And um, yeah, Barbara, again, thank you very much and um, talk to you soon. Thank you, Christoph. Talk to you soon.